know, I love the bass line. You know, the guitar stands out, but I love the bass line. Just that walking bass always gets me going. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Got a, a lot, lot of moves going on. Good morning, gang. Uh oh. Chris, I believe your internet is crapping out on us. Did we lose me? Well, you're you're cracking up a lot. Well, let me know if uh, if I come back. I think you're back now. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, sound fine. Okay. Now I'm getting an error. Let's try that again. I'm just going to. I'm going to close myself out here. Whoops. <laughs> quickly. Hey, hey Duncan, how's it going? right now. I'm doing just great. Uh, Welcome to Idiotic. Thanks for joining us. Always glad to be here. This yeah. Is, uh, we were, in the green room, we were talking, uh, I think the last time we did this together, we were live <laughs> at a Learning Solutions or a DevLearn, and you hung out with us in our booth. And... Yeah, say standing in the expo hall. Yeah. The making the call out so you know now we get the remote experience here we do and (laughs) where it's it's so new you know this remote experience it's so refreshing i I haven't done much of it at all lately Yes, so I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, all, I'm already prepared because I know when the train comes by, I'm going to have to hold my part in the train sign up. So <laughs> we've gotten to that point of virtual meetings. Uh, and of course, Chris needs one. He was telling us about his neighbor dog that has a tendency to go off uh, outside his window. And so he'll have to have a pardon the dog sign up next. But, um, oh, no doubt. I wonder if XAPI can solve these problems for us. Well, I don't know about the dog barking, but uh, there's a lot of things. You know, one of the nice things that, that did come out of this last year is we spent a, a ton of time exploring uh, things and, and kicking tires and uh, really getting to, you know, to, to test out some of the, the things that XAPI can do that we hadn't really looked at um, as much before. Had the time to dedicate to, oh, you know, let's just play around with this project a little bit. Um, as a matter of fact, that's a that's probably that's actually a pretty good place that uh, I could show you something fun. And I'll try to do this without making it have sound here. If I'm wise enough to to make that happen, but we had a lot of um, we have a lot of of clients that are using uh, simulators and oh some of the uh, moving from more hardware based simulations to you know AR VR using uh, uh, using the headsets and a lot of those things haven't traditionally been able to send or have not traditionally been set up to send messages to who you think is a traditional um, you know learning management system right so right. What you, you uh, can't just wrap that in a SCORM package, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not something they normally launch from a website, right? Lots of dedicated machines and you know hardware and software and all that stuff. But to add XAPI to it and let those uh, kind of simulations and and uh, learning games and things like that send an XAPI statement over for 
know, whatever you want to track, completion, time, you know, anything, anything there. Um, but one of the things that we'll do is kind of sniff the LRS, and when you see that completion come in, even though the person never logged into an L, into into a learning management system or anything like that, once they come out of that simulation, it hits the learning record store, and then we can, you know, trigger do that stuff. that hey, stuff listen, over. I, I, uh... I was I was thrown off a tad bit with uh, Chris's internet and totally forgot that we should probably have you introduce yourself uh, oh. just in case there's somebody in the chat who may not know who Duncan Welder is. I, I think I know all these people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Jump, jumping straight in. Hey, um, so I'm Duncan Welder. Uh, I work for Risk Edge Houston and um, have been in this space now, gosh, I guess since 90 six or so. So, um, you know, a few years of, uh, of playing around, but a lot of what I do is, um, kind of a, a standards geek. Um, so I like playing around with how we're going to have these different systems, um, that are interoperable. Um, that's one of the things that excites me about XAPI is the, you know, kind of inherent interoperability, uh, there. So, Started out on the instructional design side of the world and then moved over and spent the bulk of oh, the last 20 years in um, learning management, learning systems. So this is this is what we do. Let's uh, can you define interoperability for me a little sure. bit just in case somebody doesn't, you know, know? Yeah. Yeah. So if you look at um, oh, kind of a, a an, you know, a. a base level connection, something that most people can um, can relate to is you have uh, you know, different systems speaking different languages. Um, and I want to be able to pass information between those, those systems. So um, maybe it's a Salesforce that you want to pass information over to a, um, you know, to some kind of other contact management system or you have an HR feed that you want to take into um, maybe a, another enterprise system to keep employees evergreen there. Um, if they're different, you have different databases, different applications, normally there's some kind of middleware that requires you to map those things together. Um, with XAPI, as long as you're following the same syntax, the same um, semantics, the same rules there, then we should be able to eliminate that middleware and just have one system speak to the, to the other. Perfect. Yep. And that, that, uh, that XAPI language is what helps all of those different systems talk to each other and send data back and forth. And the one difference, and I'm way oversimplifying all of this, but just in case there's any new folks in the, in the chat or hanging out with us or listening to the audio later or the video, um, you have an LRS now instead mm -hmm. of an LMS. And the LRS is the learning record store, and that is where all of the data is going to go to. But any system that understands the XAPI language and, and can send information. It can reach into that LRS and get that content and do something with it, get that information, or it can send information to that LRS. And that's what makes it 
interoperable and why everybody's excited about it because you could put that code into Google Docs, you can put the code into a virtual reality thing, you could put it into an email system, you could put it in, you know, you could put that code anywhere and have all of these different systems be able to talk and share mm -hmm. information that typically only the LMS could hold inside of a SCORM package and the SCORM and the LMS was the only thing that could read a SCORM. And it, so it was all kind of it was all kind of hidden inside of your LMS. But now all that data can be exposed if you want it to uh, via the LRS. So that's right, and it, and in a fairly human readable form, right? It's yeah. something that um, that you can't do. And, and one simple, of the nice things yeah. about that's right. And one of the nice things about the entire spec it never mentions an LMS, right? So it's truly about you know, recording things. So if you're oh, uh, recording someone's work inside a uh, mobile application or you know, some other system, you know, a performance support system, we can track all of those things. It's not this oh, exclusively an LMS launching online content. Yeah, and just to be clear, we're not getting rid of the LMS. This isn't something to replace the LMS. The LMS can absolutely talk to the LRS and pull that data and use it as well. And the LRS mm -hmm. can get data sent from an LMS as well. If you, if you so choose and want to go down that route. So yep. this is where the openness and the interoperability is so awesome and leads us to our conversation today and our demo of looking at a couple cool things. Cause I just as a little bit of a precursor for years, I've been a huge supporter of XAPI and Tin Can. I, I very distinctly remember when Tin Can was first birthed, and I think it was Aaron Silvers that came to me when I was programming DevLearn, and he said, you know, we've got this cool thing that we're working on with this group of people in the DOD and whatnot, and, the, and we're working on it. Can I have a, you know, can we have a table? And so we set up a table for him at DevLearn, and that's all it was. was I think it was mm -hmm. one guy, maybe two guys. A table and talking yeah, this, about tin can. That's right. This was uh, at what is that the? Is that back when it was at the um, hotel there on International Drive in in uh, Orlando? It's much smaller, much you know, smaller I, show at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I think that is when we did it. it, it that learning yeah. solutions there. But anyways, yeah, everybody's here way. to see the really cool stuff. So. Um, how about you just uh, get us started and, and launch us into something you've got? Yeah. So we'll take a look at a, at a couple different things here. And I'm not going to get into any, you know, deep technical um, stuff because you know, we could take all those things offline. I am going to go ahead and share my yep. screen with you here. Um, and that's the one. And while you're doing that, Chris, you're awfully quiet over there. Let's, let's test your audio and see if you're back, actually. Am we I see, here? Can you we, hear me? We see you. I was just wanted to make sure. So, <laughs> Okay. You're there. He's back. Why can I not see my Crowdcast screen when I do that? Okay. So, do you... Do you see me sharing there? Got it. Yep. Okay, great. Yep, we see the learner so, flow. Okay, great. So that's what I'm going um, oh, to. Sorry, I'm going to move these so I can actually. Uh, 
see both windows at a time. All right, so minor uh, adjustment there. Uh, so one of the things that you mentioned, and and I'm gonna this is be just the the most simple. Uh, kind of example or, or introduction there. Uh, as you mentioned that that you can have with XAPI content, some kind of, of um, oh, uh, activity provider that's sending an XAPI statement and they can also read those back. Um, so what I wanted to, to really start off with was just the kind of most simple, and I may have timed out sitting around talking for too very long but uh okay no so i've got a, a little course here that's made up of three different modules three different assignable units so the first one and this is just straight html so i'm not even i didn't even want to um oh can, you know, confuse the situation with authoring tool specific stuff. So, you know, this is just, just, you know, straight typed in uh, HTML. But here's the part one. I'm going to pick this Lamborghini model. Um, and I don't know one Lamborghini model from the next. So I'm going to have to take the developer's <laughs> word on this. So I picked a hurricane and that should write a statement back to the learning record store, I go back to the LMS. Uh, and again, one of the nice things here uh, too that I always enjoy is that um, I don't have to have a pop-up like SCORM does for the communication. Uh, so let me see if, why, why this guy is so slow on me this morning. So now if I click on the second, say, module with my quote fingers in the air um it says that i picked this which my hope is is a hur uh, a hurricane um but if i go back and i'm going to uh just catch that first one again and now if i change that model that that's as good as the next to me aventador oh i can't believe you picked that one what a horrible car <laughs> uh, i've had nothing but trouble uh, with my food like... aventador does sound exciting though um so here what i should see is uh the uh, Oh, look, I've been to door. So, ah, anyway. What, oh, wait, where's my sound effect? I know. I, I keep waiting for the for the rim shot. Oh, it was turned off. Hold on. So, Dang, I'm always behind. Ah, beautiful. Makes me feel um, So, what we've done is we had one, um, uh, one say, module, one piece of content that is writing... Uh, statement to the record store. And now my next piece of content has adapted to that. So if you want to expand that example out, you know, realistically, you know, um, if you had a series of 
you know, content elements that built on one another and you wanted to, uh, you know, tie those together or, you know, have more adaptation with your uh, uh, content itself or even basic things like, do I have the volume on or off inside my content? I can set that in one um, assignable unit, have that right to my learning record store and then have uh, the next time I log into another piece of content, have it go back and look and say, hey, I don't keep the audio on. Um, so mm-hmm. interesting um, little example there really can be done um, uh, with any you know, with with any kind of um, XAPI content there. Yeah, it's a, I think let me just interject here real quick. It's a it's a great it's a super simple example of of uh, and that of a of a really simple thing that XAPI handles in a very simple way. But if you strategically level it up a little bit and start thinking about what that means in general, you could take that to a whole nother level based on different selections and different. Uh, things, different actions that your learner takes when those get sent to the LRS, when they move along through an experience or the next time they come back to an experience or whatnot, all of those selections and those, those activities and things that they did can actually be used to either completely build a new experience for them the next time they come Right. Like what you did here, mm-hmm. like first sure. time they, they picked one car. And so the Im- they showed an image of that car. The next time they came back, they picked a different car. And so that image changed based on that action. Like I said, super simple. Um, mm-hmm. But you could extrapolate that into a hundred different types of different cases. Right. Sure. And as long as you want to keep drawing that flow chart out, you know, what do I need to see? You know, can I go back and look at, um, oh, the last time, maybe I've got uh, some kind of regulatory training that I take every year. And if last year I passed it with an 85, you want to give me the option of testing out, or if I made less than an 85, uh, I have to go through the whole content. So you just don't show the option of testing out to someone who made 81. So I think there's some, some interesting things you could do there when we really start change of the way we think about, you know, what we, what we can and can't design around. Yeah. Um, one of the other things there talk about, um, uh, something that's a little different from living in the, uh, SCORM side of the world, uh, as, as easily is with XAPI, I can send attachments to the LRS. And when I say that, it's not like these things you couldn't, physically do in SCORM, they just always be a custom kind of kind of application. But here, um, you know, if I want to, you know, this one is upload a, uh, you know, photo of a, of your training record, but it really could be, um, you know, it really could be anything. I'm gonna go to my desktop here and see if I have anything that, that works as a, as a picture to upload. Um, and of course, I did not put anything on that would be of value. But you know, essentially, I can pick a file and um, submit that. It will write to the 
learning record store. And since I don't see a picture easily, I'm going to go ahead and bounce back out of there. But I can show you what that what that does look like. As a matter of fact, it's probably best time to to do that because we've talked about these yeah. things, these statements that we're writing to the LRS and we're taking back out of the LRS. Um, this will be my the ugly part of the uh, uh, of the of the presentation here. So if I uh, go back up, let me switch over to a uh, the actual learning record store. So this is just a uh, this is just running a query on the uh, you know, on the activity that I just performed. Right. So I was logged in wherever I am back in my um, LMS or is uh, Lisa Boss. So you can see that she launched that um, uh, launched that content. You know, uh, there's initializers, abandoned. There's all these statements that um, represent the things that she did inside that that content module. And the the you know, part of XAPI is really needing to go in and. Uh, identify how you're going to uh, track that information. You know, what is important to uh, to track? Because when you have the ability to track everything, <laughs> right. uh, just because so, you, you can know, doesn't mean you yes, should. <laughs> that's exactly right. So, what's important to me? Well, you know, launch something is probably important, but um, you know, there's a lot of times you'll see you know completed level one starting, right? So all of these different items going through, the benefit is that you really can um, query these things to get information out. So what is it that you want to, um, what is it you want to capture? So, you know, in the case of displaying that car, I need to know what my, um, what that car is right or what that what that activity is if i'm playing a game i may want to look at the elapsed time that's going through so a couple of the things that as we did that were you know fun this fun this um last year so let's say have that um i mentioned the simulators this is just a this is actually a free game that you can download off of um, oh, learnunity.com, right? Um, now it doesn't have anything to do with XAPI, but we just added an XAPI to it. But this is not something that, um, you know. Unity is super oh. cool as a as a as a game development tool. There are a lot of people though using it. It's mostly known as an interactive three D environment for uh you know creating gaming type stuff and it's super advanced so it's not necessarily something that most you know e-learning people are diving no, into but uh not, those... not an offering tool <laughs> those, right? I mean, yeah, not... those those that have big budgets and big departments of super techie developers may be jumping into it but not many well and i but i have seen more and more this year with the justification that see clearly i'm too spastic to do this um <laughs> not not my not my area of expertise but um we had enough people that were trying to i'll go ahead and escape out of here rather than show you how 
horrible I am at this. Um, but we had a, enough people that were looking at uh, or, or updating their uh, simulators to uh, to send XAPI yeah. that we got, you know, people you know, involved there and, and we had to figure out how to do it so that we could help other people do it. Um, and now have a couple different one of these little activities. In this case, we only send three statements. Um, what's your time for the end of level one? What's your time for the end of level three? And did you complete it? But with that, it gives us all the information we need to set up a leaderboard. So what that this leaderboard is doing is just going back and querying this this XAPI data in the LRS, right? So all of those things will um, uh, you know will will flow over here and end up as uh, as statements going back. So so everything that you were doing inside of that little game there with the ball is. Well, every time you hit one of those cubes, I'm guessing it, it sent an XAPI statement. Um, at first, it did. We and we backed those off because um, I realized I wasn't going to do anything with it. Uh, so, so really, I'm just looking at mm. at time there. But yeah, you oh, could track. Oh, so it's track, that leader. That leaderboard then is what. Yeah, that leaderboard was really. Oh, okay. That was what we really drove our um, decision to to just track that. But you could track. Um, not just which cubes you hit, but what the sequence was, and every uh, if you're using arrow keys, every stroke of the of the key, or in my case, because I'm obviously spastic enough with it, I bought the old school mouse or uh, old school joystick <laughs> with simulated wood side <laughs> panels. <It's> very nice. <laughs> Uh, it's like, nice. man, I can't do I can't do this otherwise. <laughs> um, uh, but one of the other things that then that kind of leads you to the fact that I can write things and read things is yeah. we had some folks that said, "Gosh, I want to uh, uh, I I need some instructor graded lessons, or I have some instructor graded lessons um, for questions inside." My content. How do I do that? So, uh, what we did is set up this little interface that will go out, and it looks for questions. Right. So, one of the questions in this uh, in this content module was write your own XAPI statement in this uh, subject verb object form. So you can see I've got a list of of students when they responded and then what their response was. So, you know, Kathy cleaned clams and Brenda break debris and Sharon shared soup. Um, your, your XAPI statements don't have to all start with the same letter, but it makes it a lot more fun if they do. Uh, but the, the good thing here is, and the thing that I'm coming in to do is, if I want to say, all right, here's Justin's response, I can mark it correct. I can come up to Richards and say, None of those letters are the same, so I'll mark his incorrect. That's going to go back and send a statement to the LRS that refers to the previous statement that was written, right? So John ate bologna came out of the LRS. Now I'm going to send an update 
to that statement that um, as a second statement that says now that one was a incorrect answer. Um, and if we want to do it with something like those uploaded um, pictures or images, right? I have a, um, you know, upload a screenshot from some of the LRS data you've generated. This is not going to be exciting pictures because, you know, it's LRS data. Um, but if I had, you know, from a conceptual standpoint, I needed someone to perform a task and um, record it or complete this and take a picture. Uh, I, my, my wife worked in the restaurant industry for years. And one of the things that they normally did in that distributed uh, kind of management model is they sent pictures of stuff all the time. You know, at 10 a.m., these pictures had to be uploaded. So, you know, here, if I want to come in and say, what did, you know, Bryn upload on the 13th, it's a, it's a very exciting XAPI statement here that uh, says Richard evaluated something, right? So just a, uh, a quick peek at, at what's there. This is uh, oh, this is a screenshot of uh, from oh, Julie Dirksen's Design for Skills uh, book. So really anything you could put in there. And the, you know, the benefit is I can you know, mark those correct or incorrect, oh. um, have those update. So you have the ability to do some essentially uh, kind of post-processing uh, there. So this is something that a uh, an instructor. So even doing you know manual things, you can watch and gather the data, and then the instructor can interact with the data coming back from the LRS that's tracking what the users are doing inside the system. And then when the instructor does something, then it sends it back to the LRS, and then the user can also see it if they log back into something or something like that. Go back and forth like that. Right. right. So that's that's going to be a design. You know, consideration sure. there, and the way that uh, we're looking at these, there were some of those answers that were shared, and some that were not. But you know, from a theoretical standpoint, you know, realistically, sure, um, as a student, I could go back in uh, to maybe that same module and see the feedback or where those were graded, right? Because we considered putting in uh, comments here as well. Um, this is more kind of just prototyping going through, but um, uh, or they could go to a different interface, right? Because something else, as long as it had permission to read, again, from those, um, you know, from that uh, uh, LR LRS, then I can, you know, display those in, a, in another application so I can, can share them across. I, um, I, I saw somebody ask, I think it might have been in the uh, XCPI cohort um, about images and media and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Now, an, an LRS is not a storage container for media assets, right? So an XAPI doesn't hold that picture of that, that sports car, for example, right? It, it just, all it is is a text-based database conversation, but based on what's in that XAPI statement, that decision is made to sh display or upload the actual image or the media, right? Is that just... There are a couple different um, methods in the um, uh, in the XAPI spec that, sh that, uh, that will show 
examples of, of how how the uh, uh, attachments are handled. So in this case, if I scroll this one all the way to the bottom, it's going to have something that says I've got a file URL here. Uh. Now that's you know, certainly not the, the file name. Um, uh, we capture it as well there, but right. if I just okay. um, you know copy and paste that guy you know, directly out of the right. So here, here's my my student. The verb is responded. That's an ADL um, verb. This is a really more context around um, how we got there. But at the end, we have the URL and if I just copy and paste that guy, there it you can go. come right back up. So it's not physically storing it. Um, right. Just, uh, yeah. It's, the, it's got the location. The, yeah. It's got the location there. Um, and like I said, I believe there are two different methods for, um, uh, for, for managing uh, attachments. So the, uh, good grief, time always flies when we do this. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to uh, to to definitely take a look at here, though, um, yeah. is one that uh, I really appreciate. I, I, I really appreciate Domino for um, is looking at some of these um, uh, visualizations. So let me let me go back here to uh, see if I've timed out of my application yet. Um, so one of the things that we talked about, oh gosh, um, God, Chris Brent, this may have been a couple of years ago is the, you know, the loss of objectives inside, uh, inside training. Uh, and we had a client that mm -hmm. came to us and said, gosh, we've got to go in and take a deeper dive into, um, uh, make a deeper dive into uh, our testing, right? So uh, one of the things that that we did is set up dashboards that will go in and take a look at your uh, different student groups. So if I want to change you know, one area to the to the next, I can do that. But the real key is I can now look at my most missed objectives. And if I see that accident investigation has you know, these questions that are being, or these uh, questions that are being missed regularly, I can go in and say, all right, which are my bad actors, right? So accident interviewing procedures, forms, goals, um, or if I go back, I can grab a, uh, say questions about the shortcut menu and see what's what's missed there change times and this is a native field in um in domino right so you can associate a, an objective with a uh with a question it's a native field in xapi mm -hmm. right you can have an objective that is a um uh that's associated with any uh interaction so yeah, so just to kind of give everybody sort of a higher strategic uh, 
idea of what we're talking about here and what we're looking at is that when we, you know, obviously instructional design objectives, you can list out a whole bunch of those objectives based on a particular um, uh, employee category, for example. And uh, maybe that employee uh, has been, um, you know, learned a particular task or tested out of an objective like they proved in one way or another to somebody that uh they they are very knowledgeable in a particular objective and that in in whatever system they use to get to it gets sent to the lrs when they launch it inside of of um something like a domino project with based on those objectives, we link those objectives and then the course can customize based on those objectives, whether they've, um, since it's already been completed and the LRS knows, then the course gets adjusted based on whether on, on that objective passing or failing. Right. So, um, sure. it's, it's a great use case for starting to think about, uh, instructional objectives in a in a different way, not just how to write them and put them on the front page of your uh, mm -hmm. you know your your standard e learning project, but to actually utilize them as a way for um, you know it, testing and monitoring and making sure people are up to date on certain um, tasks and skills and uh, work objectives even. Sure, and and it's one of those that I think it helps keep us mindful of how we're evaluating. Right. Because if my objective is, you know, I need to be able to you know, start the car, um, you know, me answering a, a multiple choice question on how to start the car doesn't really give you much confidence that I can do it. Um, so, yeah. And, and in this case, I, I also worth worth mentioning here, we're coupling because we have the luxury of, of doing it in this case, we're coupling data from both the LRS and the LMS, uh, because the LMS already has this organizational breakdown. Right. So instead of recreating that, you know, we're just using it as a as a filtering mechanism here, rather than saying, "All right, everything is in one big one big uh, uh, lump." There. So. Well, this is a good it's a good example for how, again, how the how the two systems can work together. Right. If the LMS is connected to your HR system, for example, and it has mm -hmm. mapped all those competencies uh, already with job titles and all of that and whatnot, you can send that to the LRS and map those up or vice versa and start to have so much more complex um, customization of content and reporting out of those instructional objectives connected to those work competencies and being able to see it and then show them in a dashboard like that. It's really starts. This is where XAPI really starts to complete that picture for us as far as having all of the data we need to make sure that we're impacting all of the right business objectives. That's right. And, you know, and, and it can just essentially continue, um, on and on, as long as we're thinking about what do we want to to capture, this chart right is just showing you know past test, sorry past test, failed tests, checklists that have been met or not, e-learning, waived lessons by month. This is all stuff that essentially we didn't have to write anything to have these statements. Um, well, at least that's not true. We are creating these statements regardless. So this is just now 
having a way to uh, you know to pull those and if I want to add that filtering um, you know have that that ability so you know what what all do we want to see uh, is is really the key there yeah. uh, uh, the last one here that that really uses the uh, the last one of these uh, little visualizations that really does use the um, breakdown for uh, employees, right? Their their organization. And let me. I'm going to run my dates back because I know I've got uh, very little data in these in these forums. Um, so, or I guess I could just do an all dates here, couldn't I? All right. So you know now. Oh, We've wow. got, um, and this this is uh, forum data. So every time I write a post to a forum, it sends a statement. Um, if I have a response, that becomes a uh, statement where the object is that previous statement. Uh, so if I want to look at, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch this to show my grouping by departments instead of people just for a set. So now I can see that the production department is contributing more to forums than, oh, say the maintenance department. And competencies and checklists, because it has a larger node and a thicker connection, it shows that it's had more um, interactions with it. So accepted once, voted up once, replied eight times. It's been uh, posted a, a couple times there. And, you know, give, gives me a way that I can come in and um, and take a look at, uh, at that, see if I've got people that are, uh, you know, if I do show student pictures, if I switch back to individuals, then, you know, I really can see who are my um, you know, main contributors, or in this case, I can also show non-contributors, which there's a lot of those. Let's <laughs> uh, say in this, in this, in this example, but but again, something that that um, we wanted to be able to take a look at that forum data. We wanted to be able to divide it out by uh, supervisor group, so we wanted to pull that. LMS data, that organizational kind of data in, um, and tie those in together um, to uh, uh, you know, so that so that we could make that that kind it, of report. It makes for a great coaching tool, right? Like if you're a if you're a manager or a leader, and being able to see where all the communications are happening on your team visually like that, it becomes very obvious. You know who, who's engaged, what uh, what conversations, what topics are the most important. Uh, you know and and you know, being able to map any discrepancies between kind of what's going on with the business and where the conversations are occurring, and 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 you know where, you know what's what's happening where. I, um, I often use it. Oh, as sure. A, this this type of thing as an example for um, improving your new hire orientation, right? Because I think one of the things you could see with a mapping like this is. You know, if you have a bunch of new hires coming in, say retail or something like that, and they all immediately go to one particular page on their first day, like after all the orientation, they immediately go to one place and they start to 
pound on this one page. You know, similarly, maybe it's because you didn't cover that mm-hmm. enough in the orientation, right? Or uh, maybe there's a certain question mm-hmm. that keeps getting asked over and over again. If you don't know that, if you can't have any sort of insight into it, you don't know unless somebody says, hey, you know, you didn't teach us X, Y, Z, but people are afraid to do that when they're a new hire. So to be able to mm-hmm. see that data of how people are actually behaving and what information they're looking for and what conversations that they have, it's kind of creepy too, I got to be honest. But at the same time, it you know, used in a in a positive way, it can be very valuable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is one of those things that's, that's realistically um, uh, can be a bit... Uh, can be a bit scary. I think you know, certainly leads to a whole separate discussion uh, that I that I'd love to have. Actually, I've, I've yeah. uh, you know, tried to you know I'll promote you know these these discussions. Is you know what is what do we need to be um, what do we need to communicate with our learners as we're tracking this information? What do we need to keep in a anonymous form versus versus named? Um, yeah. See this last example. I was just going to show. Uh, we had mentioned spaced learning, spaced repetition, being able to send, oh, yeah. um, especially uh, micro learning kind of modules or performance support things spaced out over over time for for students. Um, and the reason, part of the reason that that um, this group came to us and made the request is, they said our students hate our LMS, but I can't change it. Um, so if I could do anything so that they never see the LMS front end, then um, that would be great. And I said, okay, I can set something up and have it send you the module through a text message or, or an email. It'll embed a token that provides you the actor information, and then it will send that data through XAPI, uh, whether you're uh, well, primarily when you're online, but if you're yeah. having to go offline and come back in, it will um, resync there. And then you can just export it and import it back into your, you know, the mothership LMS that your students hate. Um, so we set up this very light um, you know, kind of learning experience platform where I can load students and courses and I'm going to open up one. Ah, doggone it! I was afraid I might log out there. Um, and I know that Chris is going to start playing the music on me too. Maybe his internet connection is really bad, and I won't get the hook. Um, no, no it, we are getting kind of close to the top of the hour, going going a little long. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and, and fire that up. Let's see how fast we could just show this off real quick. Oh well, it's not going to to get there for me. Never, no, never mind. I won't, uh, won't yeah, worry about right. it yeah. there. But you saw the the visualization uh, sure. there showed. Um, oh, the chart. What it's showing is the number of text messages that went out with links, the number of email messages that went out with links, the number of completions for both of those because what we've initially seen is a lot better completion rate when people are getting um, the text for their uh, uh, for their content versus the email. Now, some of that may be novelty. Well, this is pretty, pretty non-scientific study, right? This is just my, <laughs> this, this is my looking at what the people, you know, 
way of what it what it appears like to me. But um, and, and again, there are a lot of factors. It could just be the novelty of it, the fact that you don't um, necessarily respond to email immediately. But but there's a lot of fun things that uh, that we can do out there. Yeah, absolutely. Duncan, so awesome to see you again. And uh, the demos were fantastic. I did not know XAPI could do a lot of that. Well, actually, I did, but uh, it made for a great title. And uh, I, I hope everybody got a little bit of something new out of today. And I, I've reinvited Chris back into the window, hoping his uh, internet connection would be strong enough for him to at least pop in and say goodbye. But maybe that's just not going to happen. Uh, Duncan, did you already drop in all your information into the chat there? And we'll oh, just, I, uh, I did at the beginning, but I can definitely do that now as well. Let's do it again as we dance on out of here. And, uh, I'll remind everybody about our LinkedIn group. Feel free to hit that up and join us over there as we continue some conversations. Uh, and I'll drop this in hopefully before the music runs out. But uh, anyways, thanks, everybody, again, for hanging out today. XAPI is awesome. LRS is awesome. Check out Risk and all the great things that the folks over there do. And Duncan, say hi to Duncan. Reach out to him on LinkedIn. and Anytime. All that good stuff. He's the man. He's a celebrity, as somebody said. <laughs> I don't think I go that far. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, everybody.